0: say something
1: hey what's up dude um glad to be back at this thanks for pulling me out of my apartment and uh, and i think we have a, a mild change of plan to our original topic but i think we're still gonna just ride right on through because that's what we do
0: yeah what do you uh what so we plan to talk about parent
1: we're yeah parents and parents was uh did we even pick a comedical topic or a, a funny. I don't think we did. I don't, I don't think we did. I'd have to listen back. Yeah, uh, but who has time for that? <laughs> <laughs> who has time? We're trying to keep it moving, moving. Yeah. You um. Want to talk about family. I I, I think uh, some. I think it's a good time to talk about family, but I also um want to talk about other families. I want to talk about people. Like my family. Sure. Um, <laughs> I haven't talking about your family. I haven't met, haven't met your family, but um yeah. but there are people that you come across in life for whatever reason and you kind of integrate with their families. Um, so maybe mm. maybe we'll go maybe we'll go mm. with this from the standpoint of uh coming from like a middle middle class home. So, like, when I was in high school, I was I went to a high school that was in a more affluent neighborhood. Like, a, what's that word mean? Don't uh, use big uh, words on me. I'm sorry, get offended. sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, affluent meaning uh, like good financial backing. Oh yeah, um, I'm not gonna say rich so people. Rich. So rich, yeah. So rich we're rich. talking about rich people. <laughs> um, and then also coming from a divorced home myself, which was roughly middle class and and grateful to be middle class certainly yeah. um but i i ended up making friends with a lot of people in like uh junior high and high school that they're that they're they came from a regular home meaning a, a non divorce home and i don't know that that makes the marriage better well, i mean i guess it does make marriage better because they decided never to get divorced or stuck that yeah. out but maybe pooling incomes helps them become more financially independent
0: well according to our research i don't have numbers in front of me but people who come from like whole families are more likely to do better in long-term relationships when they grow up and like just be more stable that makes sense so it's like research proven that people who come from like broken homes um don't do as well in life not only in like relationships but in career and Mm -hmm. like substances sure. substance abuse and like stuff like that as well. Yeah. so
1: well, but I, I lived with my mom for for the better chunk of my um younger years yeah and she never remarried my dad i know my dad did pay child support but you know you gotta wonder how far a certain amount of dollars goes when yeah. when you're still trying to pay a mortgage and pay for cars and xyz whatever. how old were
0: you when your parents were
1: uh, I, was, I was young. I was like, I think I was four. I was like four when they separated. And mm-hmm. I was probably five or six by the time they were, the papers were all signed and done. Yeah. Um, but over the years, I ended up meeting other people that were very generous to a kid like me. They were, they were like, hey. To we, an
0: affluent kid like To an affluent kid. I thought like, a rich get rich <laughs> random word.
1: It was like adoption without adoption. Like, oh, look at this little white baby. We'll just pick him up, you know?
0: Yeah. That's when adopting white babies was cool. No, right. It's, it's adopting. That's passe. What are we on to? African or yeah uh,
1: I think uh, what, that'll be a good... With, yeah, like, what's finding, next? Finding like, out what's the, the, <laughs> what's the next pool of babies to invest in. <laughs>
0: yeah, who's Angelina Jolie gonna do? Oh, next? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess okay, if you got it, spend it. Um, yeah, that's cool. I have a lot of respect for people that do that.
0: Yeah, although her and, and Brad Pitt splits, like who knows if they're gonna adopt it. Right?
1: I think between the two of them, those kids, at least financially, are probably gonna be okay. like oh absolutely they're not gonna be every continent's street. gonna have their share mm-hmm. they'll have like their own adoption houses <laughs> yeah in each in each country they're, they're each gonna them.
0: go back to the continent they mm-hmm. came from and then and set like, up their own like yeah uh, support system. hi
1: i'm brad and angelina's kid and i'm here to make <laughs> sure you guys all get fed right,
0: right. <laughs>
1: yeah oh but oh, sorry go ahead no 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 that's perfectly so okay were you,
0: you were adopted I actually
1: up. was adopted at one point. um yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. It was it's, that's a very odd story, but I'll, I think I'll kind of get to it. Um, I hate saying um. I, hope, I hate making the editing process more hardcore. I'm not editing,
0: I don't. Nobody got time
1: for that. Hate, I'll just try to say it it's less. When I'm say. I writing.
0: hate when you. I hate when we promise to talk about things in the future. It's like I feel like we're on the podcast. Just talk about it now.
1: Yeah. Just to, just so, so our game plan was to talk about parents and we're going to get into parents and then yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. kind of segue off to other people's parents. Or at least parents. don't
0: say you're going to talk about in the future, just say, yeah, let me, let me um just say let me start and then like start the process and
1: Okay, here we go. Yeah,
0: go for it. So your parents split when you were 4 years old. Yeah. I always yeah. like to start at the beginning and then like tell stories chronologically i try
1: to do the same thing yeah. but i realize in a normal conversation there's a bit of a bounce back where we kind mm-hmm. of will, will ping pong a little and, and go from one thing to the next and i hope that's okay I hope that's entertaining for a listener it gives them something for their brain activity to work on like oh i'm gonna try to keep up with people this are lazy story.
0: people don't think that hard bro. They're like, why are you guys
1: messing with me just tell <laughs> yeah, the damn story so,
0: what is this fucking star wars like <laughs>
1: um
0: sorry <started> episode one <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my feeling. Luke was a farm boy. <laughs>
0: well, that's episode four. Why would? Well, that's another thing. Like, why didn't George Lucas start at episode one? We're getting off topic here, but like,
1: let's still run. we can still run with this for now. Yeah, who cares? Why
0: did why did he not start episode
1: one? I had heard a story when they released the shitty episodes, like one through three, the ones that yeah. most everyone kind of despises in the Star Wars universe.
0: We'll get to that right when you're done. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come back around. Yeah. What I had heard George Lucas said something that he wanted to make those but there the technology wasn't there like ILM wasn't there enough they it wasn't too. as strong and they he figured they could do which still doesn't make sense. I yeah, cuz like 4, or 5 and 6 has so much fucking special
0: effects in it anyway. It's like it's a
1: croc. Yeah. Yeah. And the special effects from Four, five, six were incredible that that was groundbreaking they, right they changed the movie game a hundred percent way with ilm becoming yeah the the machine it became i'm calling bullshit on your story i do too George i think Stokes. it just probably sounded better because it'd be like oh he wrote a bunch of like books you know yeah it'd be like oh he wrote some scripts if he's gonna kick us off on number four like this yeah. is really the first round of the gate but we're gonna call it number four Makes it seem like yeah. he had done a little bit more homework. He had created that. Or maybe he more. did.
0: Or maybe he told the story and then he decided to do backstory into the family of the Skywalker. Hey, there family. Oh, all Boom. right. Tie in.
1: So, tie in. Beautiful tie in. Nicely yeah. done, Kevin. Uh, shouts. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I started thinking about families that uh, I've known over the years that, that would do something cool because they could. Uh, with and my I had my dad's great man I love my dad so much and uh we've we've kind of hinted to uh, the fact that my mother passed away a few years ago so she she was great too but they were just different characters in 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 my world and I yeah. had to grow up with them separately and never thought about it because I was young when they got divorced but there was a lot of families that I met that were uh that I met over the years that kind of wanted to um Provide a little bit more of a family structure for like from kids that don't have they didn't see. I thought you were
0: affluent though. I'm I'm middle (laughs) class.
1: I'm talking about the knowing families that had like some bucks to spend on other stuff, and they would do nice stuff for you. Um, I had a uh, a friend of mine whose parents they would go to Mexico a lot. Mexico, Mexico, and they were cool with all their neighbors, so it was kind of a thing they did a couple of times a year. And they took me with them when I was like 14. I was probably 14 or 15 or something like that. And it's fun because you go to Mexico and you, as a kid, I didn't think about this, but Mexico does not have the same kind of rules and regulations. So yeah, it was me and, and my friend, his parents, some of the other parents that were friends of ours and uh, two girls that we went to high school with. And what's the
0: legal drinking age in Mexico?
1: that's what's funny you could so you could w- literally walk into a bar at like 14 or 15 and order a beer or whatever and get served but then there's no id it was
0: yeah and turned out it when i was growing up and turned out it was 18 it was legal drinking age yeah but i i was an alcoholic by 11 <laughs> like yeah.
1: i um we
0: would i remember one time in particular we caught high school and we wore uniforms back in the caribbean so it was like burgundy pants and like white shirt yeah and we would wear white undershirts. So even if you took your white school uniform shirt off, you're still wearing a white T-shirt. So it's like your uniform's still kind of intact. <laughs> sure. Carries and we over. went to, we went to a bar close to a football field one time. And there were like three cops sitting down. And we like walk in. And then after saw the cops. And then we ordered like beers. And we had to be like 15, 14. And um, they gave us the beers dressed in uniform. We sat in the corner drank the beer like hesitantly because there were a table with three cops. by the way those cops were in uniform too and they were (laughs) drinking so it's like i guess they couldn't really say anything looking back on it
1: yeah that's interesting yeah but we drank
0: our beers and we just like got out of there but sorry go ahead
1: don't be sorry yeah that's what it's about oh yeah going to mexico as a a, uh, teenager and just having a, a good time because someone else invited you you know and they yeah. They didn't say oh here's what you're you, know, you got to pay this much to go on this trip it was just they were already going. yeah they, Not had, already they had an explorer. extra an no. extra yeah had an extra seat in the car road trip whatever it's a good time we're in mexico rocky point rocky point mexico is where like everyone in arizona goes It's it's a hot spot, and I'm talking. I was looking at it recently to see if I should go. I haven't been there in years. I would probably, I I think, I'd be down to make a trip. But from what I know, it's it's really developed now. I'm talking about back in the day where pretty much you would cross over the border, and everything from the Arizona-Mexico border south was legit just dirt road. Like you would have to dirt road for like an hour. I don't I don't remember how long it takes, but it, it was dirt road. And now it's all paved, and they've got resorts there and some some bigger hotels and yeah this was back in the day when it was a little bit more it was still touristy they definitely had planned on uh pulling that the dollars out from tourists uh from tourism but it was a cool community i remember going down there and there's little bars and, and taco shops and fish stands and fishing yeah. popular down there it's cool great place to go and hang out and visit so
0: you got hammered while you were on this trip with these people that adopted
1: you? Oh yeah, no, this wasn't the people that adopted me. This was just a friend of mine that invited oh, okay. me down. And the reason why that story popped into my brain was because of my friend, my friend Rory, his dad, Ted passed away the other day. Oh dang. And I started that reflection process, started thinking about different memories. And and one of the first things that popped in my mind about about Ted, my friend's dad, was he was he was just, he was just a kind of a funny guy who a lot of jokes and my friend Rory is the same way he's definitely cut from that same cloth where he's he's a funny guy he's he's generous he's a good he's a good dude mm-hmm. um, both of them but it started my mind thinking about different like funny experiences that had happened in in life because talking about death is is rough it's, it can be a little bit of a it is a morbid topic yeah but. It's relevant because it makes you think about life when you when you talk about death. Yeah. So we went to the funeral service uh, the other day, and got to got to reunite with some of my like high school crowd. I don't I don't normally associate with a, a bunch of high school people, but it was kind of it was kind of nice to be in that when a funeral that's viewed as a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I actually love that term. Um, I think funerals just sounds really sad and, and harsh uh, emotions are going to run through you whenever you lose someone that you care about. Yeah. But when you, when you put more of an emphasis on the good times, I think that's really the, the right way to go. So it had me thinking about um, back in the day, other stuff. One of my first jobs I ever had, I worked in um, a cabinet factory. And it was owned by another friend of mine's parents,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I got the job because I knew I knew this family, and they were another group of people that were incredibly generous. They had some really cool toys. Mm-hmm. They had a um, helicopter
0: and a boat. It wouldn't
1: do no neither of those, but mm-hmm. otherwise, way cool. They had a like an RV. I don't even know how big this RV was, but it was pretty decked out. And then they had a um, like a toy hauler behind it. And they had a couple of they were called Honda Pilots. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like Yeah, my dad's know. got one. Yeah, it's it's, four by four. Yeah, but it's it's like a one person. It's like a it's like a a Dune buggy for one person. It's like a go kart. Oh, really? It's like is a go kart.
0: The, the the pilot SUV is based off of?
1: No, no, totally different product, but that's that's what it was is called it, back is it in not the day. Honda? There's a different no, it's a it's made by Honda. But this was years ago, too. I don't know if they still make them. I haven't I haven't looked it up or whatever. It's basically like a, a personal dune buggy, but just for one but that's person. that's what I'm
0: saying. You know about the Honda Pilot, all right? Like, you know about that SUV?
1: Isn't that like a passenger car? Like a road yeah, car? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, yeah. So, so, they
0: have that now? So, anyway, yeah. so the family that ended up adopting.
1: I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to the adoption family. I'm just, okay. at this point, I'm reflecting on different families that were very generous with their with their time and their money now this family i guess kind of has a a separate edge because they were also my employers (laughs) like they were giving me a paycheck so i think taking me on trips like that was uh, almost like a perk of the job it it was like an employment bonus Mm -hmm. but they had three of these little it's like i said it's kind of like a Mm go-kart for one person but you can take it into like the dirt and off-roading it and we would go to the sand dunes and rip that stuff around with a lot of fun. And some, mm. some uh, ATVs and some dirt bikes. And so we had this toy hauler. And we had uh, a couple other friends that came with us. And again, we're probably at this point like 16 years old. 16, 16,
0: 17.
1: Mm. And their, their parents would go to like Costco or whatever. And buy all shit tons of food and alcohol. And so... Then we'd be down there with a couple of friends and we'd, we'd have girls come with us or whatever. And I was thinking about my friend, Rory, whose dad just passed away. Mm. And he was with us on one of this trip. His nickname is Oak. It was called Oak Dog. Oh, and he got that nickname because we were all sleeping. All the, all the kids that were on the trip, we would sleep in the toy hauler. The adults would sleep in, in the RV. And then we would just set up sleeping bags and this toy hauler, all the all the dirt bikes and all the other stuff would be outside. And it was the morning time and and Oak Dog, I'm gonna call him Oak Dog, was he was so proud when we all started waking up in the morning because he had this this hard on man. He had this like boner. <laughs> he was talking about pitching a tent, you know? And
0: did he pitch a tent and that's it time? was
1: like a he was showing it off. It was, I mean, he wasn't. Oh, my God. He wasn't whipping <laughs> it out. He wasn't whipping it out. He was in a sleeping bag, but he was. It just looked like the circus tent was going up. And he's like, hey, guys, pitching a tent, you know? Yeah. I, don't know. I thought that was funny. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of why he got that nickname. So, yeah. so what up to Oak Dog? And. Uh, and then shout out to um, shout out to his dad, Ted, just being cool people. Cool. I got adopted when I was uh, 16 and a half because that was the time when my mom had bought a different house. So I had been at the same high school for three years, like yeah. you know, freshman and sophomore. Year. For the
0: record, both of your parents were alive.
1: Like, yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct.
0: And you knew both of them. It's not like yeah. they put you up there. This mountain.
1: No, no, absolutely. That's what right. ma- yeah. it makes it kind of like a, almost a comedic situation. Right. Um, and so my mom had bought a house that was on a different part of town. So I, I was supposed to change school districts. And I was pretty ingrained in in my high school at that time. You know, I had friends and some programs I was into. And mm. I, I really didn't want to leave. And I was talking to my buddy and his mom was so cool. She was like, well, what do you need to stay in the school district? And the administrator said, well, you just have to have, you know, an address here. And she was like, we have an extra room at our house. Mm. Um, I could put you on our address. You could even stay here during the week, during the school week. So I kind of got to, I kind of got to live away from home at an early age, just in someone else's home. Mm. So shout out to, to that That's family cool. too. You know, it yeah. was like, we, we literally how had to you go do that far. Like how just until high school was over, but I started school late to begin with. So I didn't gra- I, I I turned 18, like, like a week before graduation, like, like senior year before high school graduation. Mm. So, I wasn't a legal adult until the very last second. So I kind of needed them to pull the strings or make that, make that happen for me. But, so you cheat the system. Yeah, we cheated the system, but it, it kind of, it got me into that better spot where it got me where I wanted to be. And it was because of the generosity of someone else because they offered to do it, you know, and she had to take time. My friend's mom had to take time out of her day to like go to the courthouse and fill these papers and yeah submit it all and make sure it was, you know, the way it needed to be yeah so we could scam that high school uh, <laughs> but it was, it was it was cool but so that's that's kind of how I got the the change in thought um, about just wanting to give some props to other people that we've met that have done something cool for you like that have done something nice and they they don't have to do it but they did it because either they had the means to or yeah. or the desire to and there's a lot of people like that out there so. It's important to try to be that person, to try to provide for other people whenever, whenever possible. Yeah. And sometimes even if it's not possible, like make it possible.
0: What about your real parents though? Where did you, where and when did you grow up? Like, why did they split in the first place?
1: That's an interesting question. And I don't feel like I have enough information about it to this day to really want to talk on it right now. I've heard different sides of the story because, you know, my mom, my mom had warning before she passed away. She, she had cancer mm. and the doctors basically gave her a timetable, which was pretty accurate. Yeah. So, and what I also. cancer
0: did she have, If you don't mind me
1: She had gallbladder and liver cancer. Like it was Dang. started in one, moved to the other. And, uh, the doctors that, that picked that up, they were very accurate. They said Gall she's. Said so she's probably got like two months to live, and I think she lived for like six and a half weeks after being diagnosed. Dang. So it was pretty. Wait, quick. so
0: she didn't know for like six and a half, like up until like six and a half weeks before death. Yeah, she did not know.
1: Didn't know she even had it.
0: How did she find
1: out? Just snuck through. She ended up getting. Uh, it's called jaundice. Yeah, yeah I was, she, I was born with jaundice. Okay. actually. Yeah she she just had it's this, like
0: liver so, disease
1: kind of. Yeah, she had this situation where she's started waking up looking like a carrot you know she just had her, her skin color really was changing she went to her regular doctor and the doctor said you need to go to a hospital
0: yeah for people who don't know what jonas is um it's it's a I think it's a liver disease from what i remember um and then like it causes a lot of i think it's something to do with your bile and like the toxicity of whatever that bile is gets in your bloodstream or something i could be explaining it wrong but then it causes like your skin gets really yellow and there's yeah. that's because like you have a lot of toxins in your bloodstream yeah so your skin turns yellow and and stuff like
1: that. also i'm not an expert but that sounds it sounds pretty pretty yeah. pretty about right uh, do they
0: know like what causes liver and gallbladder cancer so i could not do that shit
1: i need to start researching that i guess because probably if it's, alcohol if it's genetic or whatever i guess i should probably pay more attention to yeah. it dang
0: did your know. parent did your mom drink a lot no so, not really no, how often she, would she drink
1: not not very often at all honestly she yeah i mean maybe at different phases of her life she did but
0: did she to, have a special diet or something like a, no
1: she like, ate whatever she wanted she yeah. like she was a mcdonald's girl she loved like mcdonald's and, there you go
0: mcdonald's causes liver and Like
1: pizza she didn't she didn't have a, a very healthy defined diet yeah but was she
0: overweight when she no your mom was like in
1: pretty yeah i mean she didn't work out shit. a lot or I anything. Mean, she 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 didn't but she also um she wasn't overweight she wasn't obese or you i guess yeah. that's what you would call it
0: i guess i'm trying to like pinpoint red flags yeah to try to figure out how
1: i could not hopefully avoid those things yeah. if possible yeah if possible mm-hmm. yeah
0: Dang, that's crazy what's it like losing them? Mom's at cancer i can't imagine that shit is cancer, cancer is a fucking asshole anyway. it is
1: it's it's the ugliest it's one of the ugliest of the uglies out there yeah. and i think that there's that so many forms
0: horrible because like you sometimes you get a lot of times i remember family members would end up losing like
1: their legs right like, like yeah. to take a foot off or whatever. yeah because you're like I mean, yeah your, your
0: foot starts rotting away from the bottom up super hard. and so you just gotta like cut it off
1: yeah She's crazy. Bro. There's a lot. Of th- I mean, there's a lot of stuff when it comes to disease. Or is there really a great way to die? I'm not sure that there is. Um, In your sleep. Yeah. If you.
0: Or having sex. <laughs> Why would you not choose that? Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? I, mean, I guess
1: I, I would take like a, a heart attack during a serious pound town situation. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds way more, pro- uh, way better than just gradually fading away. I think it was. So like, that's who, what happens. Jimmy
0: Foxes or Richard Pryor's one of those comedians. They're like that. It was Richard Pryor's dad uh, died having sex, and <laughs> Richard Pryor had a joke that said he talked to the girl and tried to like console her because she felt bad. She thought like she killed the dad, and Richard Pryor was like, "Nah, that's called recycling." <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> He's like, "Don't worry about it." He's like, "My dad died inside you. That's like the best place." You know, whatever. Wow.
1: Whatever. Wow. But um, well yeah. Richard Pryor, that sounds good. Yeah.
0: Um, sorry cut you off for a reason you didn't um we're talking about, yeah a mom who died from cancer like that shit well what, what was there. it
1: like it it was it was an interesting experience because because of being at the hospital with her and being in the room when the doctor came in and, and said you were there when she got I was diagnosed. there i was there like at, at that specific moment you know and it was uh it was kind of surreal because i'm trying to keep it together so I right. can help. i can help be supportive of her and right and ask those other questions too. Like what well, hey doc, is there any other avenues here? Like is what How if, did the
0: doctor break the news? Like, did he come in and be like, Oh yeah, you got cancer, or was he like very hey, straightforward? I, I mean, I something it, to tell you. No, man. it was
1: it was just cut and dry. Like this is my job to tell you the stuff. It wasn't uh like you might want to sit down for this and none I, of that. No. Nothing. Just like super duper cut and dry. Here's what your diagnosis is. Here Were is Were you guys your, mad at him for that? Uh I, I think at the at the moment that it happened i was like what a dick like that's so insensitive yeah but once i was able to walk back a second i realized this is his job i mean he's not yeah. he's not in the coating business yeah he, and
0: and not only that but i'm sure like the first maybe your mom wasn't the first person that he said that to uh, so like if I'm he told sure it to not. 10 people before who knows when he first started at a doctor it probably he probably cried the first time he had to break the news before he broke right. into the family right so it's like he probably had built up a tolerance
1: and, and well, it's like it, numbing yourself down like you you yeah. build an immunity to something like that if you're a doctor right. part of the field of being a, a doctor especially in a, in a hospital is is that cycle yeah they're very real about uh okay a baby's born on this floor and this is the floor we take people at that are terminal that are yeah. like there's different sections of the hospital because a lot of times they know when Dang. someone is going to be saved or is it's potential that someone's going to get saved and someone's not.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people might think, like, those doctors are assholes. But in reality, they probably just, like, instead of sitting you or instead of walking in and be like, hey, I got something really serious to tell you. Sit down. Like, that 30 seconds or a minute that they're prepping you, that's kind of torture by itself. So it's like, why not just come in and, you know, say it? Yeah. So, I don't know. Or maybe you could have been an asshole. Who the fuck knows?
1: Um, you know, there's other harsh things that happen in a hospital besides that. Like yeah. when when my buddy's mom, yeah. she um, she had diabetes. And that's what ended up taking her life in the end. But she had like an episode where I I don't know if it was a stroke or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably a, a, a glucose thing. Because that's how a lot of people like end up in a well, hospital. She, who she ended up
1: basically going into a coma. Right. Like, coma. Just, like, like shut sugar shut gets down. too high or yeah. too low and i remember going to uh to the hospital to see to see him and his mom when he called me and he was freaking out he's like "man my mom's in the hospital i don't know what to do" and by, uh, by the way his mom died like 4 months before mine did mm-hmm. so it was really kind of almost a weird setting the stage and i went to the hospital to to uh to go see them and they asked me are you family or friend and i was like both you know yeah, like, this yeah. is like i I'm both at this point, basically. And they took me into this little room. It's like a church room. I don't know if you've ever been in that room in the hospital. Yeah. One of my sisters in the hospital. That's some wild stuff. Because it's like, then you're, when you're waiting, you're thinking, are they going to just take me into like the morgue and be like, it's like, is the time, the time's expired? Yeah. Or is it, ah, that was, for me, that was almost harder than going to see my mom in the hospital. So I don't have anything against the doctor that came in and said what he had to say. He was telling the truth. They'd done their their research, their homework. Yeah. He obviously would know way more about what's gonna happen next than what I would know. Um so there was the blessing, the blessing part of that situation was still having a few weeks of time to to talk about anything else that we needed to talk about.
0: Yeah. How old are you and your mom died?
1: Uh thirty six.
0: Oh dang. That's like two think, years away from,
1: yeah, older. Than yeah, like me. thirty. I think like thirty six.
0: My mom better not die anytime soon, bro. Like,
1: it seemed really early. I mean, it yeah, it definitely yeah. the whole thing happened so quickly from just the 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 jaundice thing, and then going to a hospital. She chose to go to a really good hospital too. She was like, "If I'm gonna go to a hospital for this, I'm gonna go to the best hospital I can go to." And I think they were very professional. They did everything they could do. Um, she was released to go home, and then we did like, in-home, like in-home mm-hmm. we had, we had in home, like in home care.
0: So did did she deteriorate really fast? F- I mean, first, it had to be if she the first month care.
1: or so. It, it seemed like things were normal almost every day, and then in the last like two weeks of her life, yeah. it started to really gravitate quickly.
0: Did you have every conversation with your mom that you wanted to have? I, yes, I did every single conversation yeah everything was left were you closer
1: i was i was super close with her. were you and close
0: do you think you're close to your mom right dad? um
1: what as i when i was younger definitely my mom yeah as i got older it the, the table had balanced out the scale had balanced out i was yeah, really was close with both with of them yeah and i was i was really building a strong relationship with my dad well before anything came up with my mom
0: yeah
1: but at this point, I have an incredibly close relationship with my dad. And um, so I, I feel I feel pretty good about personal relationships with with my parents. That's cool. Yeah, I, I do feel very lucky for that. Uh, it's, it's weird to try to find the silver lining when something that shitty, like that uh, impactful to your life happens. But on the other hand, like if she had been driving home from work, for example, and got Run over by a, a semi truck or hit by a train, it was just like snap, gone. Yeah. Then I wouldn't have had those opportunities to like really clear the air, which is why at this point in life I feel like it's important to talk to people. If you have a, if you have like a grievance with someone or you're something that's upset you or back and forth, why don't you get it out of the way? Yeah, it's that's better. Good. It's it might not it might not go the way you want it to go, but it's better in the sense that if you lose that opportunity. Um, it, it, you can't go back. You can't go back in time. Once someone is gone, there's all those feelings that were on the table or anything that was left unsaid. You can't get that back.
0: I think people have a hard time accepting death. And I think that like stops a lot of people from doing what or having conversations they should have. And I think like maybe not I think about it more people don't make certain life decisions because they just think... They kind of like i mean i got exposed to death really young like my grandmother died when i was like eight and then i had like another uncle then when i was like 10 and then another person died when i was 12. so it's like every two years somebody always kind of died so by the time i was like 16 somebody died in my family i was close so i was just like all right so we got to go to the m- morgue and prep the body yeah and i take care of all this paperwork and stuff especially when my grandfather died like my grandfather died was like two years ago
1: yeah I know and, we were friends at that point, and yeah, I got to see how I was that super, affected you. Yeah. Super
0: close to my grandfather. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was like my
0: dad to me growing up, at least. And um, I was the, my grandfather was definitely the closest person I was to in life. But like, just being so used to death, I like dealt with that. I couldn't have dealt with that more like efficiently. It was just like, so he died, and all right, this is what we got to do: X, Y, Z, take care of everything. And it's it's crazy because like. I could reflect on our relationship for the rest of our life or the rest of my life, I should say. Um, And I think that most people have a problem dealing with the idea that either they're going to die or somebody else is going to die. And I think that's why people get stuck. It's because they don't make decisions to admit their own mortality in the sense that, Hey, I'm going to die one day. So I need to like do some things or have some conversations or reconnect with certain people or, just do some shit that they need to. And I think that's, that goes for like apologizing sometimes has a lot to do with it. Like people just can't bring themselves to say sorry. Cause they just like kind of postpone the fact that we're all going to die. Yeah. And then when it does come, either you die or the other person dies, then it's like, then they deal with it, which is like super unhealthy, but whatever, this is a tangent. I feel like we're talking a lot about death though. And I wanted to talk more about just like family relationships yeah yeah so but your dad's still alive
1: yeah yeah he's still alive and and doing well uh i've mentioned before he he remarried when i was pretty young yeah i have an awesome stepmom i've got uh two two awesome stepsisters and a a, a good family a good knit family uh as a whole nice yeah i feel very fortunate
0: that's good do you not want to talk about your family
1: no, I mean, I can I just, just like, what are... <laughs> you want to talk about your family? I mean, I got a lot to say about my
0: family. My mom was like.
1: Why don't you hit something for me?
0: Ugh, do I want to? Um, I don't know. I spent 16 years with my mom and then 16 years with my dad. And then I guess I got to spend 16 years with myself now. <laughs> I forgot. This yeah. Sort of shit. Um, That's no, my, my, mom was, like, my mom and I had a strong relationship growing up um it's getting a lot better now cuz i think she's matured a lot and i've matured a lot so like we're coming back to some kind of reconciliation mm-hmm. even though it's not the same same thing with my dad too like when i live with my dad we weren't the best of friends but like now that i'm i live in a different state i just like have time to take care of myself better for some reason our relationship is getting better but um I grew up in Trinidad with my mom, and then my mom and dad split when I was like, I want to say three. It was definitely before I could remember wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad moved to New York and ended up growing up with my mom, and my mom was young when she had me. She was like 19, so damn, I can't even imagine having kids at 19. I can't even imagine having kids at 34
1: now right right it's fucking
0: nuts bro like who has kids like my mom had me when she was a kid it's just like i don't know it's crazy but um i think she was frustrated a lot because she my dad left when i was like i i think three let's go with three years old um and moved to new york and then she was just frustrated i think of just like not knowing what to do not having like a grasp on the whole situation, which is perfectly leason- reasonable. Um, but I, th- I think when growing up, my mom was like frustrated a lot. That's what I that's what I like, sense from mm-hmm. our relationship is just like frustrated, and I think that manifested itself in different ways. But we're getting better now. Uh, it's kind of it kind of sucks because I definitely don't have the relationship with my mom that I want to have because I do miss her. Um, I lived with my dad when I was 16 moved to New York and we didn't really gel too well
1: mm-hmm. I guess Yeah.
0: Um, and I moved out when I was like 23 I moved out pretty late in life uh, but yeah I mean like it, I think it's strange it's a strange feeling for me not having the relationship I would want to have with my parents even though they split You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's one thing to have like a knit, like a family unit, and it's a different thing to like have split parents, but even then, not have a good relationship. I shouldn't say good, but like not the best relationship. But that's also because I was kind of like a shitty son anyway. Like I did my own yeah bullshit to
1: like most most teenagers, in particular, go through that phase where. Yeah, they're they're gaining their own set of independence, and they're maybe a little resentful towards the umbrella that they've been under. Yeah, the,
0: the, do you a teenager last until you're thirty two? Because that's when I
1: like sorted that out. <laughs> <laughs> it can last. It can last your entire life. Yeah, right? as far as I that's know, it could last forever. Yeah, 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 we were talking about that the other night too. How some people that came from my affluent home, people that came mm-hmm. from really, you would think that they're they're. Off and running that their life's gonna be awesome because they came from a good family. Yeah. And it turns out that sometimes parents are such enablers, they they provide too much for their kids.
0: I I know someone like that. Yeah. I, I dated a couple of girls like that, where it's just like I wanted to say it, but then how do you say that though? Because when you say like yo, I think your parents are not like helping you. I think they're caring about you so much, yeah. they're they're stunting your growth, kind
1: of like. I've said that to a, an ex girlfriend's parents and said, "I think you're just doing you're you? doing too much." And they're like, "We do the best we can." I'm like, "Yeah, that's, I, that's great, but you're doing Some, too yeah, much." Yeah, but like sometimes,
0: see, here's the thing about my mom. My mom and my dad would throw me to the fucking wolves if I fucked up. Like if I did mm-hmm. something wrong, my mom and dad would not. They, they would just like turn their backs on me just as much as like if I wrong somebody. Yeah. And I feel like that's in the moment. That's not what I wanted because I wanted my parents to support me. But now that I'm older, I'm so fucking personally accountable for the way I treat people now because it's like if you don't have that safety net of saying, oh, if I fuck up, at least my parents are still going to be in my corner. Yeah. If you don't have that, you're so fucking you pay attention to what you do It's like if I got arrested, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would like to think now my dad would depends on what I got arrested for. But like if I needed bail, like I feel like my parents wouldn't come through in the sense that not that they wouldn't want to, but it's like, you know, we need you to learn this lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that regard, knowing that about my parents kept me out of fucking jail. You know what I mean? Like,
1: (laughs) My my dad did the same thing to me. Uh, My mom, my mom would probably have done whatever she had to to get me out to get you out uh, yeah yeah, she was i was still her baby you know and she wanted to protect me in whatever way she could she didn't want to see me getting yeah shower seamed in the in the booty camp you know
0: i feel like people are too coddled nowadays man because i see like people complaining about shit and not living life especially those two girls i dated Mm -hmm. it was like i kind of want to tell you that i think you need to make your own independent decision but like if i tell you that then you're gonna realize that i'm it would, it might appear like I'm putting a wedge between you and your parents, but in fact, I'm like trying to love and care for you in a different way yeah. in the sense that I want you to be more independent. But like the first thing I think they, they would say knowing their personalities and knowing like culture is just that, Oh, you're trying to come between me and my parents. I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to, I can't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Sorry. What were you going to say? You're going to No, say, my
1: dad, my dad would just tell me years ago, if you ever find yourself in jail or whatever and they give you a quarter, don't don't waste it on me. Like Did you say that? Oh, yeah. And it was like a fear, it's like the fear factor. You just go, "Oh shit." Like if I yeah. if I mess up, if I if I make if I do something dumb, I'm not even going to say make a mistake because this is, we're talking about doing something dumb that's going to get you in that spot. Right. He would just be like, "You do something dumb." don't uh, i'll just leave yeah. you not me like well, yeah like call your
0: mom <laughs> yeah call your mom <laughs> yeah. or whatever
1: yeah. Um, yeah that's uh i guess i would say yeah knock on wood. My, my
0: parents mm-hmm. took it to extreme though which is kind of like why i have a little bit of resentment for them is because like they they took it to the far extreme end where it's like mm. even if my actions were questionable and there needed a conversation to be had they would still like be like Nah, i'm not this is which is like Also not healthy because you can't go to the extreme all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's also dangerous. Um, so I don't know. Balance, I guess you gotta have balance.
1: Let me ask you. Um, obviously there's a distance between Trinidad or or New York and where we are now. Yeah. That puts those miles between you and your parents. But is there anything you can think of that you could do to try to you know strengthen those relationships and build more?
0: I guess I could talk to them more. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm ready for
1: it. but but you're getting there i think yeah, yeah I, think I, I definitely
0: there. talk to them I have the thing about my relationship with my parents is like I have to take them a micro doses because mm-hmm. like I'm also finally independent for like the past two and a half years and yeah like I'm trying to trying to live my life responsible in a way that would make them proud but at the same time not letting them know what I'm doing because I feel like if I did make decisions for example like a podcast like my dad would not react positively to me like taking this. on a new venture I don't, I don't i don't know if it's to say he would like it but he he's not a positively reactive person like i remember that when i first bought my when i leased a mitsubishi and i pull up in his drive and i was super nervous and this is like i had to be like 28 years old or something so i was old and i yeah. remember pulling up in his driver and i was like damn what is he gonna say and i remember feeling like this sink in my stomach and then he like backed out the driver and he was like that's the car you bought, a Mitsubishi. And he, like, drove off. And I was like, you I sat in the car and I cried like a little bitch, to be
1: honest Seriously? with you. Serious? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did. And wow. I called my aunt. He wrecked you on that. Wow. He always,
0: like, it's like anything I try to do new, my dad just, like, throws a fucking wrench in it. Wow. He's just, like, always. But I think he's getting better at him. You know, sorry to throw you under the bus. That I still love you, but
1: <laughs> that a boy, that a boy. At least, yeah, at least make make that part be known. But That's when my mom, my mom did something very similar to that too. She had a uh, she had like a BMW that she had worn down pretty hard. Oh yeah, and it was after I had moved to Arizona and I was kind of like taking care of her in a lot of ways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I wanted to get an SUV. And her car was taking a shit. It was just like costing every every month it was something else breaking and it was the bills were adding. Was up. that
0: used used
1: BMW? And she bought it pretty new, but it you know, it had some miles. It didn't even it wasn't even super high mileage, but it was a BMW. So like anything that broke on it was like a thousand bucks and it was just seemed like every week something would break and it was, yeah. it was just getting to be, especially
0: messy. when you get them to up to like a hundred thousand mark. That's yeah, that when was, you basically got to rebuild. I the think whole it was, yeah.
1: Truck. I think it was over a hundred thousand. Maybe yeah. not by a lot, but it just seemed like all the time. And then she didn't have the money for it. So I was like taking her car to the shop all the time. And I finally said, dude, I'm just going to like, let's just get a Chunk different car. Shit. Right. Yeah. So I bought an SUV uh, and I was like, I'll drive the SUV and you can just take my old car. And then she started fucking up my car. <laughs> she, Your yeah, she, mom's our car beater? She crashed, she she crashed up the front oh bumper, and God. I was like, I was pissed. and I, I was like, man, I, I've taken this care of this car for a while. And so, you know, you're going to start driving this SUV. I bought it. It was like 5000 bucks, a couple of thousand bucks. Yeah. I had her driving this, this SUV that I had bought. And at one point, she shows up. She came to my job, and she was like, I, I got to show you something. What is it? she was, come check this out. And she had traded in the car I bought for her to lease a different car hmm. and didn't even ask the girl
0: a- I did it, her grandma did the same thing, but go ahead.
1: She didn't ask me my opinion, opinion approval. like I literally paid for this this car yeah, put her name on the title and she was like, oh well, my name's on the title, so I could do whatever I want. Oh with it. you know yeah did like, you- I, well, I bought it for her because I I got yeah. rid of her car. I kept the money. I sold her car, her BMW. I kept the money from that, and I used part of that money to buy a, a different car, All right. and then I gave it to my. So mom. let me
0: ask you a question: Do you think she was salty that you sold her car, and so she got back at you? It was like her choice.
1: Weeks? She was involved in that process,
0: but do we, you think she like did it the second time to like?
1: No, because I like knew my mom back. better she, than that. She just didn't. My mom was flighty she would do whatever whatever made sense in her brain at the time she would do and, and just she, like impulsive I guess completely yeah. didn't didn't want other people's approval or permission didn't ask for it didn't feel the need <laughs> for it I that thought that, I felt in that particular situation she should have at least asked me what do I think about this yeah um and after she passed away that was actually a funny well it wasn't funny but it kind of was because she yeah. had leased this car. Was the statute of
0: limitations on that? Person? Yeah, and I was trying to <laughs> give it
1: back. I'm, I'm, like, taking this back to where she bought it. And I'm like, hey, my mom leased this car. And and she and passed and away. And she's passed away. Like, she can't drive it. She has no need for it. And they're like, well, you can just buy it out. And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't oh, need okay. it. I have another car. I don't need it.
0: Yeah, what the fuck am I going to do with yeah.
1: this lease? Yeah, I was like, I have no interest. And then they were hounding me for a minute, too. And that was another example of, like, insensitivity towards something. Yeah. This company was hounding me for money. Like, hey, it, here's the payout here's what you tell owe my us. mad son, tell here's, well, my here's mad. what you owe us and i was like you know what you owe me you owe me an apology like i just lost my mother
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're coming at me in with no sensitivity telling me that I. how long you did money. you try to turn that car in for a couple like, months dude I and kept they wouldn't take it no. like
0: you kept going back there and they wouldn't take it no
1: because the trade-in value for the truck or the suv covered like the first several months of of her lease so they told me, oh, this car is paid up until this this date.
0: So like mm. we can't even take it
1: back. And I was like, none of this makes sense to me. I've never been in this particular situation. So I had no idea what I was dealing with. And then consulted with some other people. And they were like, yeah, legally, you can just hang on to the car until the lease is up and then drop it off on them.
0: But did you want to do that?
1: Well, no, I, I, was, I was trying to just get it out of the way. Yeah, you trying it. to
0: close off loose ends, tie up yeah, loose ends. Exactly, basically.
1: and they were like, "No, you need to, uh, you know, pay this yeah. or that." And and I I, mean, I remember eventually talking to one of like the the managers at this dealership, and I was like, "Do you have my the contract that my mom signed to lease this?" And like I was like, "Yeah, we have a copy of it." And I was like, "I do too. Do you want to get them out?" And he was like, "Well, I can show you, you know, the stipulations and the fine print." And I said, like, "Okay, cool. Show me what you got." Yeah. He pulled all that stuff out. And I was like, all right, um, can you show me where my signature is on this? Right. And he was like, well, you know, your mom bought it, didn't have a cosigner or whatever. He traded it in. Right. Said, Great. Well, she's dead. I said, mother. cool. I go, if you want to send my mother a bill, send her a bill, you know? Yeah. Go ahead. And by the way, uh, dead people don't write checks. She's not going to send you your your payment or whatever that. How is. does that
0: work though? Like when a parent dies and like they owe money or something. Like what do they come after you or like your estate handles it? it? Their estate handles it.
1: Yeah, that's something that uh, that's something that's a little bit out of my range to totally understand. I thought you were a lawyer. You're yeah. 100. I am not gonna, validated to get. I am not going to speak uh, over over my knowledge level on that particular topic. I know that we had a, a family uh, a friend that did family law stuff. Yeah, and they were able to help us navigate the things that you know. You Did you pay.
0: have to come out of pocket to like close up your your mom? There was a lot of stuff
1: them. we had to pay out of pocket for sure. I mean, My sister and I um, took care of some took care of some stuff, uh, but largely, if you do your homework or your research or you know the right people, they'll point you in the right direction as far as the stuff that you don't have to deal with. So if like, you know a Jewish guy in this. <laughs> 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 it says like sh- like Schwartz like uh, you know. <laughs> Epstein, Dewey and Schwartz, Family Law. Go see, go see them. Go see one of them guys.
0: Goldstein, Goldstein and Goldstein. (laughs) Yeah,
1: if you see the triple G on the Family Law thing, it's probably the right people to talk to. Oh man, that's that's rough, dude. But but it's still real. That's still very real. Oh, absolutely. And there was a point too. I was like, with this car situation, I was, I was like, I'm I'm trying to just give you back this car so you guys can, as your company, yeah. Deal with it. Take take go wherever you need to go with it. Make your money back on it from some other. So avenue. what ended up happening
0: with the car? Did you did you Ultimately, wait out the lease or did they got? Yeah, I
1: waited until the lease was pretty much up, and then I, I had it was like a ten thousand. 000- mile a year lease and i drove i didn't even want to drive the car but i drove it like everywhere we beat the shit I, I fucking floored that thing and i drove i drove it. were you trying to like b- break the, I work, the engine i wasn't trying to kill it but i was like whatever happens happens, happens and yeah, yeah. and i said it was like a whatever i think a ten thousand uh mile a year lease and I, Wait. I would, so,
0: what about insurance? Was it your Oh mom? no! I
1: mean, I, I I was able to switch the insurance over. It was still, covered. everything name? was covered. Everything was covered. Still. Oh, I got, you, I got you. But they were telling me they couldn't take the car up until this this term was up, and I didn't even want this damn car. But I still drove the shit out of it because it was like, all right, well, I guess this is mileage I'm saving on my car, and yeah. I have the thing. But I think I took it. I drove it to like 9,960 like <laughs> sixty miles. And then, like the day I dropped it off, I drove around the block there like twenty times just to get it to, like <laughs> nine, like just as close like close to like as ten thousand without going over. Just well, why like,
0: not go over? I mean, what the fuck? Well, what they are they would, gonna
1: do? But at that point, I guess they had some reasonable cause to ask oh, me for yeah. the fifteen cents a mile or whatever the shit that is. I was like, I yeah. don't even want them having a reason to give me that. At least I, but I had to bring. In, in, I'll never fucking. But listen. I had to bring in like the death certificate and all this other stuff, and it just seemed it seemed to me it was way over necessary. For when you're going through that, when you're going through that period of your life, it's like, it's hard enough already. And I know there's other things that, that makes sense to have to provide that kind of documentation. That was a weird, that was a weird scenario. But I also remember talking to the guy at the dealership and I was like, I'm trying to give you your car back. And he was just making it an issue. And I said, dude, I'm on the edge right now of just taking this shit out and just... off-roading it, taking it out in the middle of the desert and, and just leaving it breaking there. Breaking bad in it. And just Lightning being like, all right, fire. you find it. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> Well, give I'm it, glad you didn't do I'm that. I'm trying to give it back to you as, like, a, a, a good human being, a normal person. You're yeah. making it incredibly difficult for me to do the right thing. And I was on the edge. I was just so close to just going, you know? I'm Isn't it interesting it how like
0: some people make it hard for you to actually do the right thing?
1: Like to get in? That's the That's what I didn't way. understand about it.
0: Like I got when I turned in that lease, that same Mitsubishi that I leased in Pennsylvania, and I drove it out here and I moved out here, and I contacted Mitsubishi, the corporate headquarters. I said, Hey, this is a situation. I leased it in Pennsylvania. I cannot return in Pennsylvania. Otherwise, I'd have to drive 120 miles back. I'm not doing that. Where can I drop it off? And it gave me like dealerships out here. And I dropped it off at this place in in Scottsdale and arranged with the guys. I was like, hey, what do I need to bring with me? Oh, don't worry about it. The car had like some Nixon scuffs on it, so I took care of
1: that. I remember, had it repaired. I remember you had it detailed and stuff, and I think it looked like the brand like new. Yeah, I remember you. seeing it too, yeah.
0: And then I turned it in, and then when I got there, I was like, hey, by the way, are people in the fucking i don't want to say the name of the place but you guys are so fucking rude bro like so rude i was just like i you ever wa- like well you wouldn't know what this feels like but like i've this is happened Why? to because i'm affluent because you're white all oh, right no because like i've walked into places and and like net walk in with not the thought in my head because i don't live life like this but i've walked into places and just got gotten a vibe like i'm gonna be treated differently because i'm not white you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah and, like, I clearly, like, as soon as I walked in that place and the receptionist, like, said, I said hi to her. She's like, fuck, this is going to be a bad experience. And, Shit. And so, like, I tried to be extra nice because I'm like, I don't want it to be a bad experience. I'm like, let me go the extra step. And, hey, how's your day going? Like, I you know, I contacted him a speech. I just want to drop this lease off. And then she was like, yeah, I'm talking to this other girl. And, of course, this Scottsdale sc- bitch walked out from the back office, like, taller than me. Longest legs you ever did see. Pencil skirt, like, blonde hair, blue eyes. Fucking. Wait, what deal what dealership was this? Um, I don't You, you say think she her, still bro. works
1: there? No, I, I'm just saying. I I'm don't my... know if she
0: still works. I hope she. Just sounds
1: like somebody she... I'd like to meet. That's all.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think that until you
1: meet until a you talk out. to her. Oh yeah, so yeah all okay, all right. But um, just save it for a picture. All right.
0: Yeah, she... bro. It was just like.
1: I bet she got a sick Instagram page, dude but i don't give a fuck about that bitch sorry script, sorry people. bud all right go back yeah right, go back so
0: like i started talking to her like hey I don't know. you know and then i i also when i spoke to mitsubishi i was like hey what do i need to like do paper requests and they're like don't you don't need to do anything all you need to do is like sign a paper no no she said you don't need to sign anything this is what mitsubishi told me like the headquarters you don't need to sign anything we already have your lease copy what you need to get from them is proof that they re- like you dropped the car off. So they're gonna pro- provide you something signed um, from their end. So then the girl came out, and then like we walked around it, and then she was trying to get me to sign this paper that said like the car had like excessive dents and damages on it. And I was like, Nah, I'm not yeah. signing that. Like I don't need to sign that. What What's supposed to happen is when you return a lease at least in this is my lease situation. When I drop it off, they give me confirmation that they, that I gave it to them. Then they have like a third party inspector inspect it. And then that person dictates whether the car has like excessive damage. By the way, I fucking fixed this car before I
1: dropped it off. Yeah.
0: And, um, I and saw sh- it too. Right. I'll vouch, I'll
1: vouch for you. The car yeah. looked New.
0: And, um, and the car looked better than when I got it. Cause when I Bleased the fucking car the car was like sitting in the back nobody wanted to touch it it had like web spider web between the mirror and the door And like they gave it to me like that um but anyway that I, that was a different story but the girl was trying to have me sign something admitting that it had excessive damage and whatever yeah and i was like no nah, i'm not signing that and the minute i said no nah, i'm not like i'm not i didn't say it like no nah, i'm not signing that bitch right. i was like honestly i spoke to mitsubishi and i don't feel comfortable signing that because they said you guys are just gonna provide me and i don't want to like admit to something i don't agree with because like anything you sign for you're legally responsible to adhere to or right. like be responsible for right. and the minute i said that this bitch gave me the nastiest fucking attitude ever she was like well i'm gonna go let me go talk to my manager or whatever and the manager came out and like yeah, i could already tell like this bitch is probably sucking his dick in the back like in between car sales so like he's gotta like keep this nagging ass bitch off him but at the same time he's gotta deal with me at a customer and like comes out over me and he's like same thing he's trying to get me to sign i'm like honestly sir i hear what you're saying but i know you guys supposed to have this like inspected by a third party you know afterwards and hesitantly after a while like he gave me design paperwork that he was supposed to give me and like the he made the girl fill it out and she like half hazardly fill it out mm-hmm. and then like mileage was missing and shit so like afterwards um when i was walking out i looked at it and i was like yeah the mileage is missing from this paper and it the paper had like five pieces of information she was supposed to like give. yeah like my name address signature right and i was like hey so like this the mileage is and she was like no it's okay we have the car and i was like well can you write it down please yeah and she was like you could write it in and i was like well
1: please This is the same I'm girl asking. asking you to sign something right so i'm like she, yeah. so
0: she grabbed the paper from me filled it out like with the same pen which is kind of like wow, well, i'm happy and i just i dipped and they lost the fucking car and they i feel like they lost it intentionally because i called them the next day what do you day. mean they lost it hear hear me out okay, so like okay. i called the next day to follow up with like paperwork and stuff like that and for like the next week i kept calling them and they were like okay who'd you get the because i turned it i think it was a sunday or a saturday And they're like, who'd you give the car to? Was a person's name? I was like, honestly, I didn't have a good experience with the people. I didn't take their names. Um, and they're like, All right, we gotta go find the car. And like the guys who worked in the yard couldn't find the car. And like I went back and forth with them and eventually I fucking like lost it on the manager. I was like, listen, man, I was like, I had a bad experience trying to return a lease. I'm trying to do right. I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Like I don't understand. Like, first I had the problem with the girl, and I, and I wasn't planning on bringing it up. I was like, I had this problem with this girl. Then, I, and I, I, I kind of feel. I told him I was like, I kind of feel like all these things are just like your guys' way of like lashing back at me just because I didn't want to do what you're in the want money me. business, they're right? Not, they're not, in but the it's car like business. dirty scoundrel fucking business. Like, I hate car dealerships. They're so not much,
1: bro. in the help people business, right? They're not in the, not, get absolutely you the best absolutely not. This.
0: But anyway, so like, I kept falling off with Mitsubishi. The, like the headquarter company. Yeah. And then eventually, like, I got an inspection report emailed to me from like whatever. But it's like a third party that they hire that has a contract with them consistently. And the pictures they had of the car when they inspected it, they left the windows down for like four days. They towed oh, it man. from the yard, yeah, towed yeah. it to like an inspection yard, like somewhere in fucking Tucson or wherever. Um, the car had like red dirt all over it. So, like, they intentionally tried to make, make the it car look grimy, look abused.
1: And you had left it. You had had it detailed in pristine before. condition. Yeah, but when you right. dropped off.
0: And the pictures of the interior had, like, red dirt all over Get the dashboard, out of here, man. all over the cloth seat. And, like, they tried That's not tried how you leave your tr- stuff, by the way. I yeah. Know,
1: I know this guy. He's, yeah, you don't do your, you. You don't do your I stuff. I try to
0: live. be clean, but mm-hmm. it's just like the fact that a company or. I should fucking say their
1: name, bro. Don't, don't
0: bother. It's not say. worth it. But, um. But the fact that they they like you have, how could it not you not do that intentionally? It's like, oh, we're gonna tow the car. Yo, put the windows up. You know what I mean? Like, that's a regular thing. I feel like if I was working at a dealership and they were about to tow a car to get inspected, I'd be like, yo, the windows are down. Let's put it up real quick. I'm you sure even
1: I mean? if you dropped it off, they probably weren't down when you dropped it off. No, it was so it was yeah, up. Anything I mean? from the point you handed them the keys back, that's on them. You know? Right. And then the fucking ins-
0: but they try to get like eighteen hundred dollars for me right and then i had to like go back they said like the paint was different i was like yeah the reason why the fender and the door doesn't match is because the door has a layer a one inch thick layer of like red dirt on it of course it's gonna look fucking different you idiot (laughs) like i was like wash the car it's gonna it's gonna go back to the same color um anyway so i ended up providing like i think it was a repair statement of like the car that the car had got fixed from before like an actual document to print on, and after like a couple months of like them trying to get money back i sent them this stuff and um they eventually like dropped it but yeah it's just like that whole process was a fucking nightmare bro. car See, dealerships are the worst
1: i feel like car dealership, car dealerships are almost the equivalent of like hospital bills you just sit there and go yeah. how did this all happen so quick you know like it doesn't are you, are you serious
0: i know i have a friend who speaking of of medical field i have a friend whose wife is a nurse and they she works for a company that or she used to and this is a this is normal business practice they treat patients like a mechanic shop so like if you go in and talk to f- a patient for 15 minutes you have to come back out and write in like a labor code yeah. I and mean, it's not a labor I, code no, i often, know exactly what you're referring right, to right but like it. But here's the, here's the crazy part. Like, I understand that. Like, if a nurse comes in, they could bill you for it. Or a doctor comes in. Or, like, an anesthesiologist comes in. Like, I get the fact that they bill you for everything. Here's the part that fucks with my head. Like, lets me know, like, the medical field is fucked up. Is that they get bonus incentives to write you up for more stuff. So, like, the more stuff mm. that they can bill you for, mm-hmm. that particular imp- employee gets a percentage back not wow. all hospitals or billing place medical places do that yeah. but most of them offers an incentive that's so that's like, interesting it's fucking nuts i'm gonna right? do
1: research on that my sister one my sister's works for a medical billing a medical yeah. billing facility yeah and she would probably have some inside of that I, I saw a funny post someone put up the other day it was it was one of the it was like a screenshot yeah of the computer screen in the hospital and it was the, the list of the person's ailments like what was causing them to be at the doctor's office or whatever. And it, it said, "on." it was all on one line. It said, unable to eat, diarrhea. And it was like, I mean, those are two. Oh, so
0: you can't eat shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read it, if you read it on yeah, a single you read, line, you're, you're read, like, it. unable
1: to eat, diarrhea. Like, who, yeah, like, yeah, who so wants so to are you, eat diarrhea? Are you trying to eat shit? Are you right? trying to and you can't Yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was funny it's funny because it's like a comma could have helped. Right, or like right, right. A, oh, a, a period or full stop. yeah, right. <laughs> That's. That's fucking hilarious. But yeah, they're probably going, "Hey, if I put one more word on this line, I can squeeze in more words. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's my bonus, baby." Right? Yeah, like, you there you know. go. Right? They got crazy. like
0: less on Twitter, a hundred character limit. Or yeah, something yeah, shit, yeah. They're characters. like, "This is a
1: pretty small box. I got like six lines. I'm gonna max these out here. Like, uh, no, yeah. not skipping to the next line. I'm gonna throw as much shit into the available space as I got. Oh my trying god, trying to get that bonus money. That's, that's crazy, sick, dude. Crazy.
0: Yeah. So we covered. Uh, yeah. Family debts so, covered. Yeah, car <laughs> dealerships. You want to talk about anything else?
1: No, nah, um, I'm pretty good. Pretty good right now. I think after going to a funeral, uh, it was good. It was a great time to reconnect. And like I said, I think.
0: Did like you just it, say funeral was a great time?
1: No, I said I said it was a, it was a time to reflect as a time of reflection and i do like i do like the terminology of uh celebration of life especially it was a great person yeah and i I, again i'd known this guy for i hadn't seen him uh, maybe once in the last several years but just someone that influenced my life especially as a young person and he was a he was a great dude and it was nice to see a good turnout Uh, i like the term celebration of life way more than funeral yeah um so i think that kind of drained a lot of energy by spending time with some friends and it was all really awesome time to see some of my old friends and people that we grew up in the same neighborhood and went to the same schools and uh we got to share some laughs and some jokes but i'm personally a little bit drained from that yeah. whole thing too so pretty awesome a little bit so i think we'll probably wrap things up a little early um all right you dude. think you think you think your next session you're gonna you're gonna do another heavy talk
0: so we gotta lighten it up man we the first this one got heavy
1: it did but the last one came around a little too so
0: yeah i just don't want to depress people i don't either yeah
1: we're not we're not trying to offend people oh sorry i didn't mean to say that yeah we don't want to spend a lot of time being morbid or whatever but this is just i think tonight's session we came up with a little bit more because that was something that was a little yeah. bit on my mind. Try to keep it funny. You know who I do we'll want get to back offend? To being funny, though.
0: Car dealerships. I want to offend everybody. Let's, fucking let's car do dealership.
1: a rip on dealerships soon. Let's do that. I don't want to
0: get it because I'm going to upset myself when I
1: fucking talk about car dealerships. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: I feel like I got it on my system. If you want to, we can, but uh, I don't know.
1: I don't really have like a ton of horrible car dealerships. Yeah, so let's. We could skip mentioned. it. Yeah. I do have a buddy that owns some dealerships and I would heard some funny stories about that guy the other day is he hiring i gotta move I need to be that not I need not to in be this there. not in this state why you want to become a you you want to become one of those guys yeah, that just tries to fuck off. over people yeah, yeah.
0: yeah i want to be a shitty ass human being on the face of the planet and just get paid for it like that, that's all right <laughs> life, goals. life goals yeah yeah life
1: goals that's great
0: all right do we are we picking a topic for next session or are we not picking a topic oh should we yeah. pick a topic Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like free flow and great. We're doing, we're doing all right with free flowing. I want to talk about something that I think is funny. Um, it goes into our dumb people's category. When you see people that they know they're wrong and they're doing something dumb in public. Karen. <laughs> thanks a lot. Karen. Thanks Karen. Uh, no, but I guess, all right, I'll get semi-specific and we'll see where we can go from there. Yeah. When, you, like, when you're at the grocery store and you see somebody walking around with their dog, but you know it's not like a legit service dog, and those people are rude. as
0: fuck, How dare dude. you, sir?
1: Oh, those people are rude.
0: That is a companion pet. How dare you?
1: Well, do, do the homework on it. Let's find out what a real companion pet is. Let's find out what a real service animal is. A companion pet is. is
0: any animal that I choose to keep at my right. side. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Right. You know I mean, like, <laughs>
1: there was like a couple years ago when someone tried to bring a peacock on an airplane, and like, a they, they, peacock said, it was, on the they said it was a, you know what a peacock is, a big ass furry feathered bird. Well, hold on, hold on. In their a,
0: defense, was it a male peacock or a female peacock? Because a male peacock is the one that is showboaty and has the big well, I don't know if anyone feathers.
1: looked up the feathers or looked up the skirts and the feathers, but I just remember that being in the news at one point, and the person claimed that it was their emotional support animal, and it was like, Come on, man. Like society, you let's get real here. You are that shit back. Let's from- get real here. <laughs> yeah. Stop being such a selfish dick. Like if I'm at a grocery store and I'm buying like fresh produce and you got your stupid chihuahua in your hand and you're petting it and it's stupid ass dog hairs landing on my lettuce. You sound I like am, you hate
0: animals. right? I now. <laughs> love
1: animals. I'm an animal fan, man. I absolutely love animals. Are but you? I, you know, when I, if I got, if I got a pet, whatever, that, my pets at home, dude. Yeah. Dog is in the yard, right? Yeah. I don't know. I remember my Uh, dog was getting older and my my I, I said, Man, my dog's having a hard time getting in the car and because i'd take my dog for like a car ride or whatever i mean I'm not, I'm not gonna lock him up and leave him in there but if we, they, my dog bro, my it. Shit is
0: so funny when i see dogs hanging out the window and like
1: <laughs> it's funny they for some reason a lot of dogs love that so they you're love like, it. i love it just yeah as much. I,
0: I love seeing dogs do it <laughs> yeah if
1: i if i take my dog for a run around the neighborhood and then it's like hey i'm, I'm gonna go i gotta go like take like the post office and like literally drop something in like the post box like i'm not even gonna get out of the car yeah like a drive-through or something like that. Well, I'd take the dog for a spin. They enjoys that. Yeah. And my veterinarian one day was like, I said, my dog's having a hard time getting out of the car. You know, he's in and out. He's mm-hmm. getting older. Mm-hmm. My vet was like, Well, where's he got to go? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a life bulb moment for me just to yeah what the fuck are you, you mean, be like, trying what, to take like, us to the movies and dog, like, shit like trying yeah. to get to work on time like, <laughs> like where, where the hell is your dog going like why yeah, don't you leave yeah. him at home where he's supposed to be why don't we talk
0: about so let's do that let's talk about animals next so we can time.
1: talk about uh, we can talk about animals let's talk about uh dumb people and animals and like the, there's a connection between those two because i think there's a there's a group of people in the world right now that absolutely abuse the taking their yeah. dog wherever they want and i'm not talking about support animals like if you have a legitimate if you are blind and you have a seeing eye dog yeah that is covered under the ada well i
0: i go to the the gym and there is always this guy and he looks like an ex military guy mm-hmm. and he always has his dog in the gym with him and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny cuz he like ties the dog to a weight
1: to so the dog camera. oh yeah <laughs> like to a plate yeah 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 it's like it's like the leashing system yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay but the dog's
0: like super fucking dope like the dog's mm-hmm. so calm Like, the dog just sits there and watches him work out. And I kind of feel like one day this guy's going to, like, maybe lose his shit in the gym. And, like, the dog's going to be there. So, I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel like that guy should have that dog. Because it's got, like, documentation, like, on its back in plastic and all that. But if you go on, like, eBay. that's super valid. You
1: could go on eBay, though. And you you could buy a little vest for your dog that says service animal. And it's surprising how many people go to the extra effort of doing that. Yeah. ridiculous but all right so we'll talk about that next time we sit down in the chairs and um and yeah and hopefully we don't offend uh animal owners i hope we do i hope we offend the wrong ones oh my god
0: what are the wrong ones like oh my god who do you want to are you trying to part me intentionally part of
1: this process for us we already said was trying to help educate trying to help ourselves learn more about stuff that we need to know more about yeah and it's also trying to if anyone wants to listen to this garbage well we can't
0: educate people because i mean we're taking a bold leap to say we can educate people but we can't educate people by intentionally offending them
1: that's not the goal dude it's the goal is talking things out and giving a different perspective maybe that's how it all started we would talk about something and go hey that's an interesting point i didn't see it that way but now that you've discussed it out loud with me i can see another person's point of view. Yeah. If I'm at a salad bar and someone's petting their gerbil in front of it, I don't really want to eat the damn soup out of the salad bar, you know? Yeah. Not All that. Right. Okay, oh, that was fun.
0: All right, just thanks for listening.
1: Good talk. Yeah. All right. Bye.
0: Uh